vision received was that of blood cells traveling throughout the body, supplying the much needed oxygen and other nutrients to the differing members of the body to fulfill their purpose. Once the blood cells are spent, they must return back to the heart to be refilled before being sent out again and fulfill their purpose. You talked about some interesting miracles. Uh, one of them, we read it in the scriptures, we're like, well, that's the first science fiction event that I've ever seen. That's straight from Star Trek, but it was actually in the scriptures. Uh, Philip, the evangelist, was ministering to the Ethiopian eunuch. And when he baptized him, he disappeared. Uh, six or something miles away, down in the Azores. <laughs> <laughs> he there. And then he was it's the first Azores. Star Trek teleportation device enacted from Earth to the ship up above. <laughs> but you, you have testified that you've had those kinds of experiences. Well... Uh, not like Philip had. <laughs> I don't want to exaggerate that. <laughs> Nevertheless, they're in this book. Something about you driving. Yeah. And all you could but say was, Jesus! Jesus! Yeah. And actually, your wife had the same kind of experience herself, now that I'm recollecting. Yes, she did. That's that time that I was driving on Highway 1, north of Alexandria and uh, and I was behind a slow post and a lot of traffic <laughs> oh my goodness I've always had a heavy foot I've always put the metal to the metal to the metal I mm -hmm. get on down the road I don't like a drag around <laughs> I never really like a drag around I just if I'm working around somebody and somebody drag around all the time just get out of my way <laughs> I don't like it. But I was behind this line of traffic. <clears throat> they had moped along there. And I needed to get on down the highway. But I said I can I'll pass this I'll pass this line of traffic and get on the head of them. And uh and I pulled out and I don't know where this car come from. Mysteriously appeared. And I said, Jesus, and I jerked to the left and I went around and I don't know what all did. But when I come to myself, I was back in that line of traffic. There I was. No, what do you to extend it Philip had, but uh, I was translated, that's for sure. But your wife was in now, a very was. grandiose fashion. She With a witness. Not only her, but Brenda and their children and our children and a car that was given to us, by the way. Right. By a miracle. <laughs> so many miracles. Speaking of miracles. And so it, it, we was up in Gaston, Alabama. I believe Burmah, Burmah, No, Gaston, Alabama. Somewhere up in North Alabama. In a meeting. And uh, Brother David Thomas and myself... Sister Brenda Thomas and Marie and all of our children. Oh my. I never wanted to give as bad as I wanted to give what I had. And I gave all of my money and that 
Auburn, but I have no fear. I have no problem. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know David's got money, so it's okay. <laughs> and so it come time to go home, and uh, we met at the car, get ready to get in, all getting in. And I said, I can't go. God's dealing with me to stay here for the remainder of this meeting. But they had to get back because kids got to get to school and, and very saying, I think Sister Brenda had to go to work or something. I, I don't remember. They had to get back. Mm-hmm. So I, I kissed uh, Marie goodbye, kissed my kids. And Brother Thomas kissed Brenda and his little, two little children, beautiful little children, Bart and Angela, I believe the name. But anyway, uh, kissed them goodbye. And they were on the way. And uh, we didn't have cell phones in days. Or credit cards either. But that's before the day of credit cards. And so they were on a highway running a roll of gas. Mm-hmm. And uh, several hundred miles ago. And uh, I told Brother Dave Thomas, I said, I'm sure glad you you had money to give Sister Brenda because I gave all mine the offering. Brother Thomas says, you did. I did too. <laughs> I said, what? Them girls on the highway with no money? So they praise the Lord, sing, go along there. And the 18 wheeler behind Marie, when a tire blew out, they were approaching a river. That tire blew out and was leading them, throwing them, hurling them rapid speed toward that river. The truck driver saw that. So he gets on the radio, calling. For help. Probably just a CB radio for us. Yeah, CB radio. There was a Ford station wagon, went in the river down here. I was right behind him. I saw they went to the river. So he went on across the bridge and went up there. Just on the left was a a service station. But he was going to stop there use a phone to see about getting somebody to come get that station wagon out of the river. So when he pulled up there, they were already there. <laughs> you laugh. You remember that? Yeah. What happened? You were driving, what happened? I don't know. Well what do you remember happened? Going in the river. <laughs> really? And the tire blew out. The tire blew out. We were headed for the river. That's all I remember. Well, you had to remember that you were in the gas station at some point, right? Or you don't remember that either? I don't remember that. Wow. I remember going into the river. Uh-huh. And what What about your friend, the sister? What was her name? Brenda. Sister Brenda Thomas. Did she have the same uh, remembrance as you did? Feeling sure, like she's going yeah. in the river? Yeah. Wow. So you were as surprised as the guy that you were at the gas station? Yeah, they were surprised at each other. 
like the man found you. He thought you were in the river, but you were at the gas station. Yeah. <laughs> now I understand. They had no money. The truck driver is real nice. He, best I remember, they told me that he changed the tire. Change the I was about to ask. So he, so the tire did blow out, and that's at least verifiable. Yeah. And he had to change the tire. Yeah. He, wow. He, he did that for him. But now the gas tank is less than half full. They got a few hundred miles to go. <laughs> so they put a spare tire on their car, and praising the Lord and singing, praising the Lord. And and uh, watch that gas tank going down, empty, down below empty. Kept it going. Kept going. Oh. And she pulled up in the yard, and the motor died. It went, <laughs> <laughs> With no more gas. I can imagine it. So, Sister Brenda. Uh, she'd never forget that. She talked about that for a long time. No gas. Ran on gas. Ran on air. That's so amazing. I don't know if I put in that book about my... And we didn't even ask him to do that. He just did it. He didn't ask the Lord. We didn't ask the Lord. We didn't know to ask the Lord. Wow. Did I put in that book about uh, when I had my motor home and the tire blew out? Mm -hmm. Oh, my goodness. So there's 48. <laughs> you missed two. There's probably more than that. <laughs> I, think there's, I think you have to do a part two book, Mr. Ray. 47 is brittle from heaven, and 48, I'm about to hear about an RV. Anyway, I'm coming back from a revival meeting, a tent meeting in South Louisiana. This is like Saturday evening. And a tire blew out. Well, I, I didn't have the strength to put on that tire, on the spare tire. So I eased on down, eased on down, eased on down to the nearest little town. And of course, I learned real quickly all the tire stores are closed. And in fact, the next town down, all the tire stores are closed Saturday evening. Of course, everybody going home for the weekend. Mm -hmm. So I could see myself, you know, parked somewhere and up by this gas station. And uh, said, well, I guess we just spend the weekend in my motorhome near this gas station. And all of a sudden, a, a compressor compressor truck drives up. We've got the compressor on it, you know, tire changing equipment and everything. Two men jumped out. Yes, you did have this in the book. I did. Yeah, so those of you that are listening in, you're getting a preview. <laughs> he said, how can we help? Well, I looked at that compressor and I looked at Jack's and I, <laughs> I, I looked at them tools and I said, I've got a blown out tire there. So those guys jumped out with their jack 
jacked that thing up and took that tire off and just quicker the cat be weak as I had that thing off. And uh, where's your spare tire at? I said, it's, it's back there in the back of the bus. One guy looked at it and says, oh, I don't, I don't, I can't see you going all the way to Texas on that thing. I'll be right back. So he disappeared. He went, he went gone 20 minutes and he's back with a, looked like a almost brand new, it wasn't new because a little rubber thing wore off already. So, but it was almost brand new, tired. And they put that thing on there and set that bus down. I said, how much do I owe y'all? Oh, you don't, you don't owe us nothing. You don't owe us nothing. I said, well, I got to pay for all this hard work. You guys have been working hard. And uh, no, you don't owe us nothing. We sit here to do this. Who sent you? Don't worry about it. We just sit here to do this. So at least they would pay you something. Pay you for that tire. Oh no, that's okay. You don't owe us nothing. So while they were rolling up the hoses and putting up some tools and various things like that, I put a check uh, on her on the seat, but on the driver's side. So be sure to see it. So we drove on. And uh, we come back here, right here. Weeks later, maybe months later, best I remember, we get this check back in the mail. You don't owe us anything. We were sent there to do that. So she wrote, she writes them back. Take this, cash this check, and, uh, and, uh, Anyway, we insist on it. So she mailed it back to the returning address on up there, on the envelope. Well, that's been what, 2015 or long time ago. We had checked yet to be cashed. <laughs> so that was recently, seven years ago, and that was in the RV we're standing. Yeah. Oh, oh blessed RV, amen. <laughs> so. You know, this has been my, our history. Miracle after miracle. Living, living life in the supernatural. <laughs> our children know all about it. They've seen it firsthand. That reminds me, of, you know, when I went to, first went to work for this unknown evangelist. Mm -hmm. I traded my old Falcon car in for a... Uh, for a bread van, bread delivery van. You know, you know what they, they look like, a bread yeah. delivery van. David Thomas, the one I'm talking about, my friend, he's a good carpenter. I mean, he's a really good carpenter. He got in there and made cabinets and, and, uh, and made a bed and made a comfortable living quarters for me in that bread van. Mm -hmm. And, uh, the only thing bad about that bread band, it had the craziest size tire you've heard of in your life. I mean, it just, they just almost non-existent, that size tire. Yeah. I know because I was a tire business. 
And I don't even remember what it was. It was like, I don't remember, but it was a crazy sized tire. You'd have to look high and low to, you know, in a major city to even find one like that. So here I'm going through a little small burg in Arkansas. I mean, not more than a gas station, a grocery store, and maybe a, a post office, and just nothing there. And a blowout with no spare. This is like Sunday. Because I'm on the way to the meeting up in North Arkansas. Blowout. No spare. And so I, I get on the phone. And I find out that the, the home number of the man that owns the gas station. I said, would you happen to have a size so-and-so and so-and-so? He says, no, I don't have a tire like that. In fact, I had I hadn't seen a, a tire that size ever in my business. Never seen a tire like that mm -hmm. size. He says, but there's a there's a big pile of used tires, old tires back there behind my station. You can go through that and look and see if there's anything like that there. If there is, you can you can have it. So I get back there, and lo and behold, don't you know, I found the exact same tire that I needed. <laughs> And there, I don't remember if it was a trucker or somebody that, you know, they have to change their own tires all the time, you know. Yeah. And uh, he changed the tire for me. And I was gone on my way. <laughs> now, that was another tremendous miracle. Looking back over that. <laughs> I'll never forget that. That's a tire size nobody's ever heard of. Yeah. And there was a good tire behind this gas station. Exact same tire, size tire I needed. And I had a good man put it on for me. Jaira. You said in, in your book, I am fully aware that God will do nothing in the earth except by the word of him to whom he has given dominion in the earth. Can you explain that? Well, uh, who was it? John Wesley said, God does nothing in earth except by permission from man. Whenever God created heaven, earth, and man, he gave earth uh, to man to rule. Mm -hmm. And God will not usurp authority over man to do this, that, and other in the earth without permission from some man. Which is why we have to speak. That's right. When we speak, we give, we release God to do what he wants to do anyway. And so he's got to speak to, uh, to a man. Give me permission to do, to do this, do that. God does nothing in the earth except by permission. John Wesley said that. Mm hmm he was on to something. Yeah. I'm only going to read this because you've already spoken about this. Um, but it's here in the book. You said, I, might, I need to pause to say, 
that walking in the spirit, one will do and say some strange things at times that make no sense. Right. I can recall many times saying and doing things that were out of the realm of rationality, things that I would not have done or said under ordinary circumstances. Thus, I can account for why I said to her, meaning your wife, this was the chapter where you told your wife, go and get the car fixed. <laughs> I'll never forget God that. will provide. Other than that, it was not me speaking, but the Spirit, the same Spirit that supplies all of our needs according to His riches and glory by the Word, Christ Jesus. I'll never forget that. <laughs> you've had a several examples where you say things about the rabbits. Why in the world did you say that about the rabbits? It's not like the Lord said, tell about the rabbits. <laughs> you just said it. And then all of a sudden, the rabbits came and were... For him, guarding, guarding that, that bicycle. bicycle. I mean, not letting the bears get that bicycle. Casey, you yeah. and the bear riding off on his bicycle. And it was rabbits guarding the bicycles yeah. against the bears. Yeah. Bears eat rabbits, I think. Or they could. They could, if they could catch them. But, now that, that I, I count that as a special miracle. When I told her to go get the car fixed, God would provide it. And there was... I forget the around four hundred something dollars. It was quite a bit. And I'm telling you, we we probably didn't have four dollars, but we probably <laughs> had more than that. But anyway, uh, they got her up on the rack, and they found this wrong and that wrong, and you know how they do it. It's looking for something other they can fix. So, <laughs> yeah, don't go to a dealership. Huh? Don't go to a dealership. Yeah. Uh, this was a dealership. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, it was yeah. a, a very reputable a mechanic place. It had a bunch of bays in there. And so they found this, they found that, fixed the brakes and everything, you know. So they let her down and went to the office to pay, and she wrote a check. <laughs> Rorschach gave it to that man and there was no money in the bank. No, not a penny. <laughs> he looks at the, the bill, looks at that check, looks at that bill, looks at that check. And she's telling me this. Looked back and forth. He took the check, stapled to the bill, gave it back to her. Have a nice day. Mm-hmm. Stayed with the check to the bill and gave it back to me. She came home and told me about that. <laughs> and I remember my word. Go and get the car fixed. The Lord will provide. That just reminded me. Um, 20 plus years ago. Well... My wife broke her arm before she became my wife. I remember you told me about that. Remember that? Yeah. And while she was my wife, she still had a bill. The bill was over $30,000. Oh. And I don't know what came upon me. I, I really can't say it was the Lord. I mean, I could if I wanted to kind of take credit saying I heard the Lord, but I don't, I don't think I remember hearing the Lord. I just remember feeling prompted, and I told her, go write a letter to the billing company. That wants his money. So she writes the letter. She sends it off. And it's kind of a testimony letter of what she went through, what happened with that 
why she broke her arm and what God did afterward and where she's at right now. She's got a family. She's married. She's got a child. I don't know if John was alive at the time. Um, we didn't get a response. So I told her, okay, because I felt like I, I, I thought I had heard the Lord. I said, okay, go write a letter again, but send it to the hospital and send it to the billing department and sell it to the president of the hospital or something like that, the owner, the CEO, whatever. And so she sent it again. And then we got a response by letter stating that the debt has been cleared. Don't have to send it because we were sending $25 a month just to kind of, you know, I guess be faithful and taking care of the debt. But yeah, it reminded me of that. And I can't say that I heard the Lord tell me to do that. So we're coming near the end of the book. And there's a section of this book um, that was also pretty important, but you've already already touched upon it in subsections. And I think it started with your mother. You talked about a light. Mm -hmm. And you said that this light has actually either followed you or been with you all of your days. Um, and, And you just testify of this experience that you had one time in your life where you were just so insatiably hungry for the Lord, wanting him, and you ended up falling asleep. And then something happened the next day. What was that all about? Oh, I'll I'll never forget that. I just wanted to see the Lord so much. I would would have been perfectly willing to die that night (laughs) if I could just see him. I love him so much. If I could just see the Lord, if I could just see him. And I cried and I cried. I said, oh, Jesus, just let me see you. Come to me. Just let me see you. Oh, Jesus, let me, let me see you. Oh, I wept and cried. Wet my pillow, crying. Want to see Jesus so bad. And I fell asleep with that, that yearning in my heart. I want to see Jesus more than I want to live, more than I want my next breath. More than anything in the world, I want to see Jesus. And I drifted off to sleep. The next morning, I woke up. And I wasn't aware of it at first, but I, gradually I'd come, uh, become aware that there was this kind of obscure, strange light around me. And it affected me. I went to take a shower and get ready for the day. And that light was there in the shower. It didn't cast any shadow of anything. But it's just there. It's that light. And I try to keep my appointments. I had many, Marie made a lot of appointments that day. And I try to keep my appointments. And driving from one place to another, I had to pull on the side of the road and just cry. That light is there. That light just lingered there. And I just weep. And I didn't know what it meant. I could hardly keep my appointments. I just cried. That's a beautiful, sweet, sweet light. I'll never forget that as long as I live. So that night I was back home and I was praying. 
this time the light's kind of diminished. And I said, Lord, what was that light that I saw all day today? And the Lord spoke to me and said, you said you wanted to see me. I am the light of the world. I am the light of life. Who's there followed me shall have that light of life. Oh my. Brother Jay, I, I would like that to happen to you and you know what I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. That sweet, soft, 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 sweet light. Oh my. And in that sense, I saw the Lord. You said it followed even the smallest things that you were doing. Oh, yeah. It made him seem more. My deeds. It was shining on every deed that I would do and expose it for what is the quality of it. You know, mm -hmm. that light was shining on everything I say, everything, every deed I would do. It would expose the quality of that deed, a quality of that word, a quality of it. It exposed the quality of it. And uh, that was so amazing, so impressive. Hmm. Let's see here. I have a sister coming tomorrow said that when I baptized her, that light came. Okay. And she's got the picture of it. And I said, well, bring that picture. I'd like to have it. Because I've got other people have taken pictures and lights shown up. But I don't have very many of them. I got one. I got in a book there. But um, but I'd like to have some pictures. So I wished over the years I would have collected those pictures. Yeah. You know, but, but Sister Patricia will be here tomorrow. And she, she said she'll bring that light. That Her name picture. is Patricia? Her name is Patricia. Oh. Yeah. She's sweet like you are. <laughs> there was a time in, in, in your life that you spoke about you were under a pastor. And there was another person who was testifying something that God did in his life. That seems so off the charts, strange. And your pastor, I guess, or, or the elder gentleman that you were with was like, well, no, 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 that's not possible. And you stayed quiet. You really didn't say anything for it. You really didn't say anything against it. But it always bothered you, I guess. I guess the Lord was using that to kind of talk to you about something. Um and you felt like you displeased him. You said, I finally took it to the Lord. I confessed everything. I confessed that I did not understand his ways, but I knew that I had displeased him by limiting him to my own reasonable concepts and human logic. I confessed it all. I promised never to limit him again. I promised to believe him for the most incredible, unbelievable, and out of the logic, having no reasoning or rationale in what he is most liable to do as long as his word is in no way indicated differently. In fact, when I reflect back on that incident after all these years later, I still want to repent again. I think the man said that he had gold fillings. Forget. 
in his team? Was I'll that never forget this man. He come from Little Rock, Arkansas. He's out of Brother Holmes' church. Uh-huh. And he sung a song. First time I ever heard it in my life. He said, I'm a poor, poor, rich man. I'm a poor, poor, rich man. It's plain to see. Oh, stop forget how it goes. Hmm. But I'm Christ. I'm a millionaire. I may not, I may be poor, but I got a lot more than a lot of folks I know. I got all in the sky. And by and by, I'm a poor, poor rich man. And uh, he sang that song. And, and uh, I'll never forget it. Can't remember his name right now. It might, it might come to me a little bit. But anyway, uh, he testified one night how God filled his teeth. With gold, if I remember right. Mm-hmm. And so we took the uh, evangelist out, a good, sweet man. And uh, the pastor, he uh, expressed his disbelief. He said, if God was going to do anything, he'd just give you new teeth instead of filling them. Not logical to fill teeth, just give you new teeth. Well, I didn't want to stay in opposition to the pastor, but yeah, I didn't want to disbelieve the brother's testimony. Mm-hmm. So that was kind of, you know, the case 22 there. Hmm. But in my mind, I wanted to kind of side with the pastor, you know, but that was just solid unbelief. And I repented of that. I believe God filled the man's teeth with gold or platinum or diamond. I don't care what he said it was. I believe the man's testimony because I serve a great big God. He can fill those teeth with whatever he wants to, including iron. He can fill those teeth with iron. Mm-hmm. Fill anything. It don't have to be enamel or whatever they use. It could be brass. So I believe the man. I never want to, I never want to doubt God or anything. Even if this sounds way out in Little Tune Town. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's all he asked for, Lord fill my teeth. Yeah, could be. Maybe he didn't ask for new teeth, he just asked the Lord to fill them. Yeah, just fill them. <laughs> And done. Maybe. So, I never want to be in a position to doubt God for anything. I'm telling you, I repent for every doubtful thought I ever had. I still do. Oh, God, I believe you. You know, if you wanted me in China today, I could be here one minute and I could be in China the next. I, I you know, I just believe God for anything. Mm-hmm. In my heart, I know that God is a great big God, and He knows no limitations. And a good pastor, a good man, but yet full of doubt, you know. Yeah. Now I don't want to criticize the pastor, and for that reason, I want to call his name. But uh, to me, it's just solid unbelief. Just rock hard unbelief. 
Never would be like that. Because what he said happened to him didn't really violate the word in any way. No, if it violated the word, then, then I would be story. quick to uh, respond to that. Right. No, it didn't just violate the word. Yeah. You wrote here something I thought that was very powerful. You said, between the word of God and the experiences of so many others, there is a great gulf fixed. Yeah. One cannot pass to the other. It is fixed. Fixed. Neither can the two worlds be straddled. No. It can be in one and be in the other, basically, I think is what you're saying. You have to choose to base your total faith, <laughs> planting both feet on the sure word of God that has no room for human theological interpretations, explanations, and theories, helps, justifications, props, opinions, or compromise. His word is yes and amen. In other words, you're not going to plant your feet in the world and in heaven too. Mm -hmm. That ain't going to work. No. Tell yourself apart, because one is going one way and the other yeah, going the other. I'm going. I'm split. I'm split. Don't forget that split. Yeah. That's true. What I said there is, is I meditated on that a lot. Yeah. And, and I, I, I've seen it, you know, play out. Now, there's something else you wrote here that I, I wanted you to elaborate on it because I think it, it, it really speaks of what you've learned in your faith walk. Um, you said you indeed, this is talking about receiving something that you're praying for or by miracle, by, you know, um, something supernatural, something miraculous, a healing or whatever. It says you indeed receive what you ask for in the will of God, according to the word of God. You received it in your spirit, but it must be brought forth into the natural where it would be most appreciated. Yeah. Or be manifested. But first it must be in your spirit by That's faith. Right. Now to bring it into reality is yet one more step. So just elaborate on that because I, I could tell you what I, what I think or what I receive from it, but I want you to just elaborate on it. Because you're, you're talking about a difference in maybe faith, just having the faith, having the belief, and then actually experiencing yeah. what your faith is, is, is believing in. And, all, and, things, all things are already provided for. When Jesus died on the cross, every, when he said it's finished, that means everything is provided for. Regardless of what you need, a miracle in the body, Miracle in finances, miracle in your family, miracle whatever. It's already provided for. And your spirit, the Holy Ghost, is that regenerates your your human spirit, already senses that because we're made to dwell in heavenly places. And we know that whatever whatever we need is there in the spirit realm, which is in our spirit. It's a matter of just transferring it out of our spirit into reality where we need it out here in the real world, whether it be a million dollars, we need a million dollars, or whether we need money for rent. It's a matter of bringing it into reality. And that is where the, if you believe in your heart, 
truly believe in your heart, not just thinking in your head, but if you truly believe it in your heart, for the word is not thee, even in thy mouth, if thou shalt confess the Lord Jesus, that means his word, from Genesis to Revelation, confess the Lord, confess him, then we shall have those things whatsoever we desire. We shall have them. This is not black magic. This is these are spiritual laws. Mm-hmm. Spiritual laws. It, it's in our spirit. We already we've already received it. When we receive the Holy Ghost, the Spirit of Christ, He's already given us all things. Paul says that in Ephesians. Uh, get exact word, but we 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 have we have received all things already. Mm-hmm. All things are ours. Whatsoever we have need of is already ours. We are heirs of God. Joint heirs with Christ. Right. We are heirs of God. And we have them in our spirit. We already have them. But manifested it where we need it. And that that is that that's uh, the tool of faith must be used. Whether it be some action, a deed, or something we do, or confession of the mouth, whatever. Some action of faith is the only thing going to bring it forth into the natural world where we need it. Okay. That makes sense? Go ahead, do you have something? I wanted Marie to say something that she had said to me in a conversation we just had. When I was saying that you guys have gone through so much and God has provided so much, and you said it boils down to, do you remember what you said? You what? have not, you have not because. Yeah, not. She said that's all it boils down to. And she just said it about the teeth. Maybe he just asked for his teeth to be filled. He didn't ask for new teeth, he just asked for his teeth to be filled. Yeah. Such a simple faith. That's why faith is just so simple. But it's in the spirit world. You're basically, you all are just reading what I was about to read. You said simply, right? Simple? Yeah. Well, the next thing I was going to share was, it's simply no more than abiding in and continuing in his word. It says in John 15, 7, if you abide in my words and my words abide in you, ye shall ask what ye will and what? It shall be done unto you. Asking and receiving. Yeah. But asking is not the same same tone that we, we ask. It's more of a, you know, a declaration ask. Mm-hmm. What did he say? What You're declaring it. Yeah. I sometimes say I want to be able to echo in the earth what you've already declared in heaven. That's right. That kingdom come. That's right. It's a good point. That's what you do. That's what you do again. He declare his word. Mm-hmm. Who shall declare his generation? Generation is the word. <laughs> so I think I'm going to close it out, at least in this case, because there may be a part two. Um, but for those of you that are have listened up to this point and are interested, uh, the book is called Life in the Supernatural. Signs, Wonders, and Miracles in the Life of Rayford Strange. You can find it on Amazon. That's where I got it multiple times. And uh, if you have a hard time finding it, you can contact me and I will 
get you in contact with him because I think he will be able to provide it as well if you don't find it on Amazon. But if you're up to this point, if you're here with us up to this point, um, we pray God's many, many blessings upon you as you uh, begin to apply the word of God to your life and that you will see that he is not a respecter of persons and that the miracles and the manifestations of healing and, and, and mighty thing, mighty acts of God that he has done that you've heard in this podcast, he will also do the same for you because you love him and you are called according to his purpose, just as we are. So we pray God's many blessings upon you as you obey his word. Amen. Thus is the ministry of our Father's heart through us. Our utmost desire is to be in the Father's heart, to know the Father's heart, and express the Father's heart to you. If you appreciate listening to this podcast and were blessed, pass it along to someone else by text, email, or word of mouth in the hopes that they might be positively impacted as you were. If you are interested in supporting our efforts, we would ask you to consider the following. One, pray for us. Two, leave a positive rating or review with whomever you listen to our podcast with. And three, if you desire to contribute monetarily, you can do so at paypal.me slash jbenjesus or cash app dollar sign jbenjesus or venmo jbenjesus that's j b e n j e s u s god bless